What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDARE at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today from AI Comics and from Stormforce, the comic that, that's available on AI Comics. Can't wait to talk about this. We have Bernard Henry with us. Bernard, thanks so much for being here with us today. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, and um, I'm very excited to chop it up with you and the crew today. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited, too. I mean, we got good vibes in the room, good vibe around the table here. I'm excited. I'm excited. And yes. we're going to kick off this episode today talking about just Marvel Comics in general, being that this month represents the 80th anniversary of the comic Titan. Can you believe that? It came out of nowhere. Years. Man, uh, yeah. talk about coming out of nowhere, literally, I had no idea, so that is figuratively and literally for me, like, out of nowhere, so that's just pretty cool, it's a pretty cool thing to find out, and I'm excited to talk about that. Got Team Marvel all day, nothing against DC, of course. Sure. I think we talked about the 75th anniversary back five years ago. I think when you're right. When we first started doing the podcast around But, that. you know, these are things we never, like, see, like, oh, it's two years away. we got to get ready. It's no, just no, like no. we see and we're like, oh, shit, that's next month. <laughs> yeah. You know, so same case here. But uh, it'll be cool to witness, I hope I'm around to witness, Marvel's 100th anniversary. Mm, that'd, be <coughs> cool. oh, that'd be pretty dope. And if we're still doing this, nah, I'll be swinging in a closet <laughs> or something. I, we can't have that. Marvel's 100. <laughs> no way. 20 years of canned air. No freaking way. Hilarious. <laughs> then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Bernard and talk more about AI Comics and Storm Force. But before we do all of that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. If you're enjoying what we're doing here on the show and you just, you're not getting enough from the free catalog, we'll head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod or you can just go to our website and follow the link. To become a patron for $5 a month, you get access to the Patreon pod, which releases once a month. And is uh, gives the the patrons creative control. So if you don't maybe like what we're talking about, like man, I wish they talk about this for five dollars a month, you can make that happen. Patreon. I'm paying for this. I want to hear what I want to hear. Right? Makes sense. Hey, there's some <laughs> good stuff on there. 
There is. Five money and I want it then. <laughs> right, right. So patreon.com forward slash Pod. Become a patron. And if you're going to a Wizard World Con here in the near future, at checkout, use promo code CANDAIR and get a cool 10% off your ticket purchase. And they're coming around to Chicago August 22nd through the 25th. That's one we need to get on to. Yeah. That's, that's big for us. Yeah. <laughs> money, awesome. money, 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 money. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Whatever you're right. listening to us on, whether it be Apple Podcast, uh, whatever, just uh, leave us a, a like, let us know how we're doing, give us a shout out, and we'll read it online. There you have it. There you have it. And it helps us out more than you could possibly realize. And uh, one more quick reminder, do not forget, I think this will be, yeah, we'll have time for this. The last time we can shout this out, Squidbillies Season 12, August 11th at midnight on Adult Mm -hmm. Swim. Yeah, they sent us that vinyl. If you get on our uh, Instagram or Facebook, you can check out the, I put a little clip of the video, the Mm -hmm. vinyl playing. Shotgun Red, Shotgun Shell Red. It, it, it was awesome. It, it is. Was, yeah. Yeah. Totally <laughs> awesome. So, big thanks to them again for that. And again, August 11th at midnight, Squid Billy's season 12. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right, guys. Marvel Comics, the 80th anniversary. Where do we start, Randy? You look kind of prepared. Well, yeah, that's one thing we are not. <laughs> so yeah, Marvel. Um, basically, when they started out, they weren't really that um, unique. They kind of copied over um, and just kind of went with whatever was uh, the the trend at the time. You're um, talking like the timely comics correct. era. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But uh, once Stanley came around, they did kind of start branching out on their own and uh, did something called or developed something called the Marvel Method, um, which at the time, uh, the way the comics were written, they wrote the entire storyboard out, gave it to a graphic artist. Um, They wrote it out and then uh, that was that. But basically to save time, Stanley was able to go in and he gave the artist like a quick general overview, let them draw it out, and then he would go back in and write the thought bubbles into it. Really? Yep. Hmm. That's cool. That's crazy. I can't get over yep. the penmanship they had for the writing in those thought bubbles back then. I mean, <laughs> it's just a bunch of scribbles if I ever did it. Yeah, it is incredible. Yeah, because my friends and I, uh, all through all through elementary school and even into junior high, unfortunately, were drawing just these really rudimentary comics. I mean, they were quite literally like lined notebook paper that we just rip out two lines down the middle, two di- lines on the just side, kind of like panel. a big, t- yeah. <laughs> and just draw with them. Those. And they were crude, but boy, we drew a ton of them. We had close to 200 of them. Like we drew a lot of them. That's crazy. <laughs> and wow, that's on a- several copyrights in the process. <laughs> and the thing I think that uh, comics gave us the best font ever. Oh, comics! A lot of fans, people hate. Yeah. I love that swamp for some reason. Eh, Maybe it's because it's, it's, it's just it's, from reading comics. It's the mark of unprofessionalism. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's not like straight lines. Hey, I like it too. I'm, it's, it's just the rap it has. Yeah. That's all I can yeah. say. What about you, Bernard? What do you uh, Man, think well, of when you think Marvel comics? Well, you know, in lieu of you know the 80th anniversary, <clears throat> I guess. I guess you know you kind of you know you kind of forced to go down a little bit of history, 
And I don't know Marvel history the way uh, y'all might know it because that was, I just learned something as far as uh, that, that fact that was stated earlier. But what I do remember is uh, being a child and, um, you know, suffering from chronic asthma, how it was very hard for me to sleep at night. And I was always in the hospitals or whatever, right? So, like, my dad would, you know, bring me Marvel Comics and uh, eventually started adding to the collection because I was, I would, I would, you know, was reading these comics probably within a day. Like, it was just that interesting to me and that engaging. <clears throat> and it was something to take my mind off of that discomfort uh, at that, you know, that moment or whatever, whenever I was going through anything asthma related. So for me, when I say like I'm Team Marvel, it's, it's like deeply rooted in childhood memories. And um, so, like I said, it's pretty, pretty dope to be discussing this topic right now. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome to have the origin like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really cool. I guess, because it started with the comics. You know, looking back, I guess I was already buying comics at the time, but it was the Spider-Man cartoon that got me into Marvel comics. You know, that and the right. X-Men. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. Like we've talked about on the show, the entry point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of jealous that that's your yeah, entry yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, Spider-Man is like the OG in Marvel. You know, he's just like. Everybody would know, even if you don't even know Marvel or just comics in general, you at least know that name. And that's how iconic he is as far as being just one of those trailblazers within, you know, the many characters that was coming, you know, after that or whatever. You know, it's funny when I was young and it would have been 89 because I think this was around the time uh, Keaton's Batman came out. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, I was aware of Batman. I knew Batman from 66. It was on a syndication all the time and it was on after school, like with cartoons and stuff. So I I was that was the Batman I knew. And when the the new (laughs) one came out, I was kind of aware of him. I think my mom's a little protective, not wanting us to see that at that age because I was pretty young. But um, I remember around that same time seeing Spider-Man and not having a clue about him and I still remember like the uh, my impression of him without knowing anything about him and how he looked just so dark and menacing like like Spider-Man did? Out of context. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I had no idea what he was. I just knew he was a Spider-Man. Mm. And all I ever saw was him, like, above New York City, hanging in all these tangled webs, you know, with these big gnarly eyes. Mm, and uh, yeah. It okay. would have been, I think, Romita uh, uh, Jr. drawings I was seeing. Yeah, I was going to say. So, uh, like you remember how Harlan, he was maybe. Uh, that, too. Yeah. Either very comparable with see, detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um you can see how I would kind of get that yeah. impression. Mine would be like Spider-Man and his amazing friends are like the old 70s cartoon. Okay. So. You know what made me so mad about that cartoon <laughs> was the fact that they put the webbing on his head and then it stopped at the neck. Like, yeah. then over there was like... <laughs> just solid red. Then it was just an artist being lazy. <laughs> like, paint that shit. That's a lot of ink. I suppose it is, but... Wasted color. All right. Well, I, you know, it was interesting. I just want to piggyback off of a couple of points. <laughs> uh, my my uh, first, I guess, Marvel Marvel character that I saw on air would be the Hulk, and I remember not knowing. <laughs> I'm like, who is this big dude just messing up messing up jeans? I'm like, goodness, he has the same pair of jeans on the same time every time, and he's always ripped. So I'm just like, does he get new jeans? 
does he sew them back together after it's all said and done? Like, what's going on here, you know? So, um, but it was like, I think it was Lou Ferrigno. Am I saying his name right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, so, yeah, my dad was, he pretty much um, <clears throat> put me on to him. And uh, to piggyback off of the Batman uh, 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 comment that you made, man, it, my uh, my first um, interaction with Batman pretty much was seeing him dancing and uh, just him doing the the old seventies moves. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Batman had a little swag back then, so I was like, okay, I can rock with Batman. You know, he got a nice little sweet sweet ride that he could hop in. And he you does dance over and he beats you up. I'm like, you can't beat that. You know what's crazy about that Batman dance? And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Is that was the very first episode that he was doing that bat toosie? Was that really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's pretty fucking ballsy, man. Yeah. Like, not only are you your first episode, you're throwing this dude out in a comic themed like blue leotard or whatever he's wearing. But... Look at the time frame, though. That was the hip and the thing. That would probably yeah. sold a lot of people to keep watching it. We were talking about that right. last week. Things that you get because you were there when they came out, but yeah, they yep. didn't stand the test of time <laughs> yeah. and would be lost on people. Yeah. That's probably what's happening. Yep. That's probably what's happening. Well, that's more comedic now if you look back at it. Man, I get a yeah. nice kick out of that. That's just hilarious. Like, I'm not yeah, lie. but yeah, we, we just think, you know, we think of it comedic then as much as we think of it comedic now. So you're thinking, why would they take <laughs> such a risk and put some stupid shit like that as their pipe? But, it's like that's watching Austin Powers. That was probably totally normal back then. All stuff, <laughs> yeah. His antics and stuff. <laughs> It's more like a like a history documentation than it is a comedy. Look how stupid we were then. <laughs> it's funny about the Hulk. You know, it always changes where you read it or hear it. But I've heard that the Hulk was green originally because it was the cheapest ink. Because he required a lot of it, and that was okay. the cheapest ink. So they went I heard it was green. The opposite. That's crazy. Wow, What'd you hear? He started out gray because. Ink green ink was it, gray was cheaper than doing okay. Well, here's here's the third thing I've heard okay. <laughs> was that they started with gray because that was technically the first Hulk, right? Yeah, because uh, they he didn't want the Hulk to be uh, like identifiable to any race. Like mm. gray was a good safe color, but then found that actually coloring him gray over and over was proving problematic as as far as an illustration goes. I don't know. I'm not an illustrator. What the hell do I know? Yeah. But um, then decide to go to green. But everywhere you go, it's a different story. Like I've I've heard it uh, on documentaries, on Amazon, on on uh, fucking internet here. It's always different. Always different. The Great Hulk mystery. Well, I guess we'll never know. I thought I was learned on it. I guess not. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think we ever will be. No. We'll hear rumors. It goes but... back eighty years. That stories can change so much. The goddamn telephone games and all points of reference have passed on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. Yep. Well, not pretty much. They have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Stan right. was the last, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel always had more believable characters, I guess, even though their powers were because they were rooted kind of crazy, in uh, but they, reality. Yeah. Versus, like you always say, uh, DC's more of the Kmart superhero. They've got powers <laughs> that you just have to accept what it is. Okay. But they don't really have any personal feelings. Like Superman, he was yeah, he was a kid in the country that grew up with powers. Barry Allen, the Flash, he right. had chemicals falling on him. I, but like yeah. Spider Man, he got these powers, and then all of a sudden he's this kid with all these powers, and his uncle dies, and then 
mutants. They're, you know, hit with racism kind of basically all over the place. But yeah, they always had like a re- or something relatable to them that was easier to to grasp, I guess. I'm so glad oh, they yeah. recently put out, you mentioned uh, Superman, and uh, I'm so glad they recently put out Brightburn, though I haven't seen it yet. I, I want to see it, it still, too. It looks amazing. Oh, that's it. It's something that's always, you're always curious about, and then it makes you realize, like, how fucking lucky the planet Earth <laughs> really was, because... This dude had a, and you know, I guess that was instilled from, you know, from Ma and Pa Kent, but had this dude landed anywhere else, yep. he'd have been a tool of most likely the government, right? Right. And, and it, without those ideals that Ma and Pa Kent put into this heart of gold, even if he was a good guy trying to do well and had just one bad day, that one bad day could be cataclysmic. I mean, think about the odds, the the lottery Odds of Superman being what he is. Mm-hmm. It's 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 mind blowing. Does this make sense? What I'm saying? Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's that nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. Yeah, but not only that. I mean, it's just like almost too perfect. You know, like <laughs> it's it's rounding around to saying like uh, you're right. Marvel, I think, is much more rounded in reality, where you just have to really go out on a limb sometimes. These DC characters, like, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's. And there's kids that have grown up in the country that were dicks. Yeah. They might have had good parents. <laughs> yeah. No. He could have found pigs sexually attractive. There you go. Yeah. We oh, no. <laughs> dirty uncle that lives a couple of, a country mile down the road. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could have gone south in any which of ways, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Miraculous. The only one, well, I, there, maybe there's more of that. I, nothing coming to mind that had a bad history is well Batman, but then there wouldn't be Batman if it wasn't out without. Yeah, him. I guess his is more believable just because it's so tragic. And I mean, there have been similar situations to this happen, so yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So luckily, he had a millions of dollars that he could yeah. use. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, Thank God. Or else I just a guy with no parents. <laughs> So do y'all do y'all think that the more south the character is as far as relatability, the more alluring that character may be? I, you know, living in a day and age now, I feel like, man, wow, you can stretch the limitations of all that now, and people will love it because it's just like people are just so open minded, especially especially artistically nowadays, and with the comic craze, even more. What do you what do y'all think about that? I'm sorry, I'm reeling on something that was just said. Maybe this is going to relate to what you just said about the the Batman. You were, you mentioned Batman mm-hmm. saying conveniently having money there. Yeah. Like wouldn't like wouldn't Marvel's take probably be like the Batman without money? Wouldn't that be much more interesting? It's the same kid, same tragedy, same drive, same motivations, but no fucking money. Yeah, you'd have paper clips and How does he bands, see that but... all through? Wasn't that Daredevil? I was about to say that, but Daredevil had some paper because he was a lawyer, right? That's the only reason why I was literally about to say that too. Then I would thought, then I was thinking Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh, but see, Luke Cage and He's even Daredevil powers. are enhanced. Yeah. Yeah. They're enhanced beings. Uh, yeah, that's true. I see what you're saying. Well, then that might be boring then. Mm, I don't know. I beg to differ. I beg to differ, because with Bruce Wayne's motivation, nothing will come in his way. He will see his goal complete. So how does he do it without money? He would almost either, 
Like you're saying, construct shit out of trash. Yeah, it was MacGyver, <laughs> right? Like the Bat MacGyver. <laughs> Bat MacGyver, if you will. The Bat MacGyver. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or he'd have to probably dip into the underworld, you know, somehow acquire shit illegally to do it, become more of a, maybe a punisher. Yeah. Kind of oh. a character. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, the, pun- the Punisher actually might be the closest to like what you were just describing right there. Batman with yeah, no yeah, money yeah, is the right. Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, that's a yeah. question answered. All right, right. The first time on Candare. Unless you went with a, depending on what storyline, that Batman ended up joining with the, the League of Shadows and getting trained by Raz Al Gould and. So how would have he ever got that far? How would he his reputation or his journey ever got him that far? He can't afford a fucking plane ticket. Unless his drive somehow he just (laughs) really pushed in school and got himself got himself there. We're giving you a scholarship to Ra's al Ghul's (laughs) (laughs) Legion of (laughs) League of Shadows. (laughs) League of Shadows, right. The first ever. I don't see that connection happening without the Moolah. Maybe. I don't see a lot of shit happening without the Moolah. I see it all ending like this first night or two without the moolah. That's an indie. It's like he doesn't have a grappling hook, but he's fashioned these coat hangers on this rope and just the way if he throws it just right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think right. he'll be dead night two. Tragic, right? Just... <laughs> Randy, what do you got? So um, it, it's really hard for me when I think comics, I immediately think Stanley. It, it's kind of hard to separate Marvel and Stanley in my mind. I know you have Jack Kirby and some of the other really good artists, but Stan as a writer did so much to kind of promote and negate the negativity of comics as a medium. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just going out there and he did. I was watching a documentary on him last night in preparation for this. And just the amount of, um, you know, the amount of um, entrepreneurial and just basically, for lack of a better term, just going out to a bunch of cons and promoting stuff, Mm -hmm. just trying to get, you know, recognition for it as an art form. Right. And, man, he was really one of the, I'm sure there were others, but one of the really main only for years. Years. I remember in... I mean, it seems like since we started this show in 2013, we've seen the convention scene come a long way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, from the first ones we went to to compared to what we're seeing now. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Because <laughs> just in that time, it's exploded that big. Right. And I remember being in high school and um, hearing, like, Stanley's going to be, like, the county fair thing or, like, a library book I was just say, yeah, library or something. So much toned down. You know, I mean, he was definitely known. But it's more of like, you know, in his pat in these last uh, ten to fifteen years, he was like worldwide famous. Where right. before it was like, in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king, kind of thing. You, he's huge where he's recognized. But Look was- at mall rats. Okay, that's the exact yeah. thing. He was at a mall in a, a bookstore, and they, yeah, yeah, only the nerds, quote unquote. And that would have been about par. Where yeah. nowadays, if he would have done that, it would have, it would have filled the mall up. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. oh yeah, 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 sure. yeah. It's crazy how much that evolution has taken chance, but it's all because of him. You're, I mean, bringing that up, he championed it all into what it was, into yeah. what it is. He truly is the father of it. You know, not only the characters, the comics, but of. The fandom we know today. Yeah, and I don't say that to make light or minimize anything else anybody's done. It's just, no. to me, you say comics and that's the first thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's all you know. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Novice. laughs> I'll go back in the closet, well, guys. I'm thinking about the uh, the Marvel movies, and what's that? What's that duck character? Um, Howard the Duck. Yeah, I think was that wasn't that like the first Marvel movie they put out, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. I, I, think I, I feel like that's Captain America. Like, what? I think didn't they? I think they did. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk or the Incredible Hulk couple movies, didn't they? Those might have been some earlies. I don't know if it was uh, um, labeled Marvel, I think. Really? Okay, because... Uh, no, I mean, it, it was definitely the other early. ones. I mean, Howard the Duck, I, I believe, I think was, but the other ones I don't think really were. I don't know. It was just like, well, oh, created by Marvel Comics or whatever. I feel like that Captain America movie... Um, was probably the same kind of situation as the first Fantastic Four movie, but it made it just a little bit farther, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Actually yeah, got yeah, yeah. Actually got released. Because, I mean, how shitty. Like, just paint up a fucking motorcycle helmet and throw it on the guy. Who cares, you know? <laughs> Horrible. Horrid. And wasn't this shield, like, it was clear, clear plastic? Red like, stripes, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Jeez. Hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, the motorcycle helmet. Right. Not even wearing a cowl. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that Fantastic Four movie, I'm going to try to get some of the cast on the show. It's it's been about time. It's come up quite a bit, and I want to get Doom on the show. I want Doctor Doom on the show. And some oh, that'd be show. crazy. He was an awesome Doom. He was. He's, he's still the best, the best Doom, Doom yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> like still the best Doom. Yep. Look at the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you guys are watching that on YouTube, right? Is that where yeah. it's available? Okay. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. I had it downloaded. Probably ten, probably longer than that. I I had it. I might have it somewhere on a hmm. CD. I doubt it though. Hmm. But yeah, I didn't see it off YouTube. It's funny because you can easily, like, fall off the fence either way when watching it. Like, wow, how fucking crappy, you know? I can't believe this is 1992. <laughs> because, you know, that's a year before Jurassic Park. Compare those special effects. But then when you hear the story, when you hear the budget they had, you're like, wow, they did right. that with this much money? Not like like mm-hmm. PBS funding? It's, it's incredible. It truly is. And there's a documentary on uh, Amazon. I find a lot of cool documentaries on Amazon. Oh, yeah. But there is one on there about that movie that interviews the cast and the production team, and it's really a sad thing because these people put their heart and soul into it. I'll have to check that out. They did a good job on thing for what they had. Yeah, they did. And I still think he's, he's uh, well, maybe not. The, the last thing they did looked pretty cool. But yeah. looks aside, it was a crappy movie, mm-hmm. right? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I still think the guy that, did, that played thing in the other two movies. The Jessica Alba ones. I, I like Michael Chiklis, I think it is. Yeah, he's I okay. dig him he's as cool. being Ben Grimm. I just, I hated, like, their, the the look of him. Like, they painted him, like, the comic book orange color. Mm-hmm. Like, they were using orange because it was easier to paint rocks like that, right? I mean, that, that's not the real color of these rocks. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stickler, I guess. Who do you think will win in a fight? The Thing versus the Hulk? Oh, the Hulk. Yeah. Why you say that you don't think the thing could uh, give him a give him a run for the money? Maybe, but if you're talking, who's going to win? The yeah, Hulk. Hulk's going to stomp that ass into the ground. Because does he get stronger <laughs> the, the better he gets? The more pissed off he gets, the taller he gets, the more angry he gets. He heals like Wolverine. Dust. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's going to get gravel. He's going to be a can, pile of gravel if you can hurt him. Because the stronger he gets, the tougher he gets. So bullets aren't going to. He's what not really going to puncture him. 
Have we ever seen Ben Grimm take extreme damage in the comics? Like, have we ever seen him break or crack or come apart in any... That's a good question. I'm saying, like, I've never seen it. I mean, he's all cracked already, but maybe some more. I just wonder if he's, like, truly indestructible or if he can be broken or... And Sandman comes over and picks him up, turns him into part of him. So, essentially, the Hulk could just ragdoll the thing around... I would think so. ...for hours and hours (laughs) until he tires out and just... be like going outside and getting a clump of dirt and just being like... (laughs) I don't know, but if he's if he is indestructible, I don't know. I would think that I would think Hulk could pulverize him. I would think so too. Yeah, yeah. we have a winner. Yeah. All right. Ding ding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we have here? Um, I found a few fun facts myself. Marvel Comics founder Martin Goodman, who I believe is who hired Stan, yeah. was supposed to be on the Hindenburg. Oh wow! Yeah, dodge that bullet. Yeah, yeah just I think the day, the day of <laughs> had to change his plans. That's fucking. What'd you say? Dodge that bullet or blimp. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, it happened so quick. It happened so quick. That mm-hmm. thing burning up. What seconds? It wasn't even a minute, and it was gone. No, yeah, yeah. It was. I watched videos, and it just. It's soon all as on it YouTube. On, as soon as it went up, it was done. Yeah, it's insane. Jeez. Well, it was that straight um, hydrogen, hydrogen, right? Yeah. yeah fuck. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with that with a boom, boom, boom. No smoking, please. Right. All right. So, what about you, Bernard? Anything else? Man, um, as far as like Marvel's concerned, like, I, what do you think as far as you know, comics being, especially with Marvel being able to transcend now? I guess race. And, uh, you know, bring a lot of people together. But at the same time, too, like something that's controversial, like say Black Panther, right? You see like how it brought a whole race of of black people together. Mm-hmm. And then you see how on one side and the other side, there, there might have been some uh, antagonists uh, who, for whatever reason, may feel a certain way as far as a particular joy and a representation um, I, 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 especially when that happened, I, I, it was just very mind-boggling to me as far as like how I guess sensitive people are in regards to that, and just uh, how not only that but how powerful comics is as well as it's now. It's not just quote unquote entertainment, but now this is becoming a culture thing as far as you know opinions and societal um, uh, opinions or whatever so like what are your guys thoughts on that I mean I'm I, it's what Stan always wanted to do and mm-hmm. I think always uh, was doing on a, or was trying to do on a smaller scale and um, yeah I think what's happening you know within the past 10 years here you know seeing a much more uptick in that is exactly what Stan would have wanted is exactly the original vision right. of Marvel is to include everyone you know yep. no one's excluded everyone's part of this Marvel universe right. so it's awesome to uh, see you know everyone get representation and it's funny because Stan even after you know he was still a Marvel spokesperson but uh, he was. He hasn't actually been with Marvel for years. Like he's had his own, what was it, Pow Studios or Wow or something like that that he'd had for a while, where he was focusing on making a new hero from each part of the world. Oh, okay. oh wow! Yeah, and I don't think that ever saw completion. I don't. I don't think he was doing that up till his death. I feel like there was something uh, with 
the people he was collaborating with that okay. he kind of got screwed somehow. Like part of that reality show he had where he was traveling around trying to find his superhumans. Oh no, no! I think he was just brought on to, for a face for that kind of thing. But mm. I mean, he was trying to—he just wanted to make sure everyone was being represented. Is what his his goal was with this comic. Uh, comp- I don't know, maybe not the main goal of the comic company, but it's what he wanted to do. It's what he was starting to do. So um, I, th- I love it. I mean, I yeah, I think it's a great move, and it's staying. How you know? How many times have we seen a big company or something like that? three four generations down the line where you know someone's holding it that is such a far cry from the original person who founded it and that person if they were alive would probably be like what the hell have you done to right. my baby yeah. and I, yeah. I just don't i don't feel <laughs> that the right. case mm-hmm. at all no. with marvel right. i feel like those original minds would still be like yeah you're still going Their straight core now. values are still in place and... now as far as, as... well Yes and no. I mean, as far as what we're talking about, yes. When it comes to the actual value of a comic book and what okay. it should be right. in it for four fucking dollars, <laughs> yeah. that's another story. There you go. <laughs> that's a whole other episode, actually. But, <laughs> but yeah, in regards to what you're saying, Bernard, I, yeah. I mean, what about you guys? I don't mean to speak for us all. No, I agree. I mean, I think just, you know, Stan, I mean, I think he pushed him and Kirby pushed for having the first African-American superheroes, which was um, uh, Black Panther and Luke Cage, and then Luke Cage was the first African-American to have his own comic book series. I think that still holds true. I mean, I mean, you've got Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, now he blew up after they brought that new movie out. And... Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're going to see even more of him coming yeah. up. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's infectious, apparently. It's catching yeah. on. Yeah, and you know, I mean, to touch on like what you said, Stanley would have wanted it. If I'm not mistaken, was it Captain America like fighting Nazis or something like that? He had a couple of uh, scripts written like that um, that I've seen out there, or some sort of like Nazi army or something like that. Oh yeah, there. Was... You mean as of late or just in over? Oh no, no, just as far as like back in those. Like in his origins, sort of like oh. the early pages and stuff. Well, he was, yeah, he was created as a pro, you know, pro pro war propaganda or whatever yeah, for World the War country. II, yeah. War II, and yeah. so that's, I mean, that's what he was created to do was fight Nazis <clears throat> and get American morale up. And then after the war, I think they tried to keep it going, but it discontinued and it stopped. And then years later, started again. I don't know if they were still timely at the time or if it was Marvel, but that's one thing about that character I love is. It's natural history. The character's natural history, you know, being that it started with World War II propaganda kind of stuff and then yeah. disappeared for years. They wrote all that stuff into that character's origin. Right. Mm, yeah. Oh, he's been frozen all those years. Mm-hmm. That's why you didn't see. And I again, forget about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, saying hey, this is what it is. I don't know. It's all written. It's all explained. It's not like back when they first made him, that's exactly what happened, because that was the actual time when he was around. And that's still his history to the day. World War War II veteran, you know? Like, it's nuts. I love it. I love it. Then he became a PBS TV show guy. Oh, we're going down that road again, (laughs) aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Rogers. It's funny that um, uh, Bernard mentioned that, uh, because one of the things I had written down here was in 2000, I guess is when the uh, Ultimate Universe was born. And I've never been a huge fan of the Ultimate Universe as far as Marvel's concerned. And I had to cringe a little bit because one of my favorite people in the world is responsible for the Marvel Universe, Mark Millar. Had no idea. 
But Ooh. anyway, it was he and Brian Hitch that uh, decided to uh, then, in the Marvel, uh, excuse me, Ultimate Universe, make Nick uh, Black character. And it was when they did so, they said they specifically modeled him around Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and that is eventually what led to him. I mean, come on, he would have been up probably playing it anyway, but yeah. I'm sure it really helped, uh, him, you know, get that role as Samuel L. Jackson. So, man. So he wasn't black until the 90s? Yeah. Right. Because he I played. Had no idea. Seriously? Yeah, I had no idea. Not past the 90s, 2000. Yeah, he was uh, always a white guy with like eye patch, and he had... Uh, remember Hasselhoff's? Yeah. Right. David Hasselhoff's yeah, Nick thing. Fury? Oh, you know what? I'm thinking Nick Cage for some... That's why I was like, what? No. But no, okay, yeah, Fury. Yeah, Nick never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Well, there's another thing to mention. Nick Cage, his real name is Nicholas uh, Coppola. And he just goes Cage because he's such a Luke Cage fan. Marvel Luke Comics Cage fan. is the guy who I was sitting there thinking, I'm getting my names mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um, let me see. What, what else you got, Randy? Anything? Um, do we want to talk comics now? or? Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Really quick. Let's go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So the one comic I want to talk about, I don't actually own it, was um, Amazing Spider-Man uh, 96 through 98. Now, if you guys don't know a lot about that, that is the comic that was released without the authorization of the uh, Comics Code Authority. Ooh. Uh, okay. So Very little, rebellious. Yes. Yeah, so a little background is the um, U.S. government actually reached out to Stan to ask him to do a comic about drug addiction in a negative light. We Just need your help, son. Pretty much. But the way the Comic Code Authority was is you couldn't have anything about drug abuse whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative in that comic but Stan was like look I'm being patriotic they asked me to do it I'm gonna release it and he released it they denied it um, or he went ahead and released it anyway and it was like one of the top sellers mm-hmm. and got the message across so yeah hmm. yeah pushing boundaries so yeah. get shit done that's it is that all you had on the yeah, comic yeah thing? that's all I had Okay, I actually have a uh, comic. I, I just wanted to read a Marvel comic to talk about, kind of in the comic vault uh, tradition here. But as you can see, it's just called The Incredible Hulk Deathmatch. And it's got the Hulk on the front with oh, all the, the Avengers, West and East Coast, just laying into him. It's a, what, 1986 this dates back to. I smell those old pages. You really can. (laughs) It starts with a Hulk decimating a town in uh, Mexico somewhere. I can't remember where exactly. But you see uh, uh, this trio, maybe not even a trio. It looks like four people who are referred to as the Hulk Busters rather than Hulk Buster Armor. There's four Hulk Busters who are just getting their ass kicked. (laughs) Like, here we are, you know, we're designed to stop this guy. It can't be done. And uh, the whole time, you know, Kind of like you see in the films, they're holding back a little bit because they're like, well, we don't want to hurt our friend Bruce. You know, we don't know what kind of state he's in. And we've talked to Rick Jones on the show before. Someone chastised us for not knowing who Rick Jones is. Yeah. He's in this book. Ah, uh, nice. All right. Uh, Full circle, ladies still and gentlemen. Don't know, I mean, he was just kind of a quick appearance. I don't know why he was even in it. But anyway, it's... Um, just pretty much goes on for a while fighting. I mean, it's a long book with a lot of dialogue, but it's just all these Avengers fighting. And it then cuts uh, to the Avengers mansion in New York, where you see the Fantastic Four just working on some scientist uh, shit, you know. And in walks She-Hulk. Now, this must be during that same era where Thing, for some reason, was 
MIA. MIA for I don't know what he was doing, but uh, yeah, She Hulk filled that place. She asked where everybody is, other than the Fantastic Four. Where are the rest of the Avengers? She goes, oh, they were called out. Jarvis says they were called out to uh, help stop the Hulk. And she's like, oh, wow. I'm She-Hulk. Why didn't they uh, cousin. Come on. say something to me? And they like they felt it's a, uh, their matter. They didn't want to. They want to keep you and the Fantastic Four here for anything else that might happen while they're occupied. She's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so she jumped in the Quin- <laughs> Quinjet and she takes off to go uh, see them. And uh, through this fight, I guess just to kind of keep things entertaining, you start to see, you know, all these characters who appear to be leaders, you know, like uh, Hawkeye is the leader of one group of Avengers. And I don't remember if you see Iron Man say something, but you start to see insecurities about them just questioning their own performance on the field, the the integrity of their own job. And I I just love that because who doesn't do that? Even when you're doing your best at work, you're just like, yeah, could have I done better? This isn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a cool aspect to see. But um, as as the fight goes on, you cut over back to Bruce Banner on a gurney. And you think, what? Why is he on a gurney? Why is he in a hospital? What what I find out, which is probably evident to somebody who's been in the series, but again, this is just like a one-off comic from the basement, is that they've successfully separated the Hulk from Banner. Oh. So that's crazy. Yeah, Banner's off in a hospital somewhere. The Hulk's on Rampage. But now what they're finding is Banner's dying. So, like, okay, they've separated him. Looks like they need the Hulk back, though, to make sure he doesn't die. Anyway, the Avengers haven't put that together yet. (laughs) They're they're still fighting. And she uh, then She-Hulk arrives in on the Quinjet. And she, very much in the Avengers movie fashion, says, Back off, everyone. I think I can get this. And it's like, hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. No, she no, doesn't. God. I was like, you serious? <laughs> no, she doesn't say sun's getting real low, but it really uses that trope. It really, it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, stop, stop, stop. You know, let me see if I can reason with him. And she starts walking in close. Hey, Bruce, it's me. Uh, I don't remember what her name is. Other than She-Hulk. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. She comes in closer to the point where she's, you know, making progress. She has a smile. He starts to kind of look confused. She has a hand on his shoulder. shoulder. (laughs) And then just like in Ragnarok, she just, bam, just hits hits her (laughs) square in the face. Sends her flying back through the Quinjet. And she's laying there all like dazed. dazed, And she's like... (laughs) Yep, Banner's not in there. Let's kill it. (laughs) (laughs) And so it ends with the Avengers all lining up, deciding there is no more Banner in this beast. We we have to kill it. And that's where it ends. And I imagine that's where the next conflict will be, is like the Avengers are like, we have to kill it, while back at the hospital they're like, don't kill him, we need him. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Or no, we won't. That was 1986. I'm not going to follow up. (laughs) It's a mystery for Good luck fighting the rest of them. (laughs) All right. Did anybody else have anything on Marvel before we moved on? No. Well, I just want to talk about, like, my favorite character in Marvel. Sure. uh, Which is Iron Man. And uh, I almost see Iron Man like the Batman of Marvel, in a way. I don't know. You let me know what you guys think. That's a, because yeah, of the tech. I would, yeah, I would agree I with that. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like the I like the tech and I like the suits and and I mean, man, it, I don't know. It's always been fascinating. Plus, he's hilarious and the sarcasm. 
he speaks fluent sarcasm and that touches my soul. I like that, you know, so that's a good thing right there. Very good, man. Anybody else want to, I didn't even think about favorite characters. A quick mention of favorite characters? I would probably have to go, well, I guess it would be the group of characters, the Guardians, probably the closest. Mm, okay. Only mainly because huh. when we did the podcast, that was really got us back into comics. Mm -hmm. And that and, well, the all-new X-Men, where they, uh, was it uh, Beast, opened up a time portal and brought the original 4X, well, 5X-Men, uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Angel, and Beast. So it was four. Yeah. Brought them from the past, oh, wow. and they were... They looked like they did back then. Like, Beast was just a big guy with big feet. Right. And Angel was just a dude with wings. But, uh, yeah, the Guardians. Guardians? Back to that. Yeah, yeah, just... And then the movies came in, and it was just, like, right off the page, pretty much. So, so yeah, was, the movies introduced me to the Guardians. I'd heard of them, but I know shit about them until the movies. I only ever saw them in the, the Avengers cartoons, and it, they were totally different, because Star-Lord was more of a straight-up leader-type role, and then Adam oh, Warlock yeah. was there, and then Groot was there, and then... Somebody else. It might have been, might have been Nebula. I think maybe. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, it was always different characters than what they did in the movies. So I grew up in the '90s, and uh, my my big focus or whatever, my big passion was the X Men cartoon, mm -hmm. and Archangel was my jam. Mm. Wow. So just yeah. Very good pick. Yep. Very good cool pick. Hell looking. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't might... gotten any justice in the movies, but no, no. They yeah. almost did. Almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah. For a hot second. And then, yeah, yeah, but then they kind of shit the bed, didn't it? Um, as far as heroes, low, low hanging fruit, Spider Man has always been my jam. Yeah, I mean, it's always been where. Look at the shelf yeah. behind me. But right. <laughs> my favorite characters are typically villains. And as far as villains, uh, Magneto. And uh, and I'm not only saying this because of the movie, Jack, you can back me up. I've been saying this for years. Mysterio <laughs> is one of my favorites. I no. love Mysterio. And I'm so glad they got him right in the films. Yep. So Favorites. All right, cool. Very good. And uh, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to you, Bernard, and talk more about AI Comics and Storm Force. Thanks again for being here. But oh, man, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Maybe you can uh, first set up uh, AI Comics, exactly what it is, how it came to be. Well, um, AI Comics pretty much came to be uh, with me just wanting to um, have a form of, you know, making money independently outside of my job. Um, I was thinking, hey, what can I possibly create and what could I do? You know, if I woke up every day and would actually enjoy it and make money from it. And um, uh, I was like, hey, you know what? Why not just make my own comic book company and just, you know, create my own series and just release everything independently, etc." So it came out of the entrepreneurial spirit and the genuine love just for comics in general. And it just made sense to me as far as being my first startup business essentially yeah i mean I, I think that's what we're trying to do with this podcast yeah. <laughs> get some extra money on the side and hopefully do it as a career that's right, the dream right. isn't it the object is just to keep doing what it is that you know that you're doing and eventually everything will fall into place you know like oh y'all and the right person is going to hit it and the next thing you know, you wake up, you, you having all these like thousands and thousands of shares and views and stuff like that. Because all it takes is you don't you don't want any old body, but you want the right people, the people that can connect and understand yeah. the brand and your message and um, connect with you guys. So it's 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 
it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed the journey, and um, it's a lot of ups and downs. But it, but what keeps me going is that passion for it because I grew up, like I said, loving comics. It's it's cool to have a, a medium like that where you can uh, get your uh, what am I saying? Get your feelings across and kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, have like a like a like a Express platform yourself. for your artistic visions. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. So that seems cool. Um, now, what about Storm Force and Storm being uh, what, like S dot T? What do they call that? Like a acronym. Acronym. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Storm it stands for the Surveillance Tactical Operation Recon Military, and it's about an all-female superhero team that uh, they're their space voyages and uh, these these individuals were were formed in a lab what they call synthetics and essentially they were created to uh, be able to go into dip, different atmospheres instead of sending actual humans and um, they were enhanced to be able to have special fighting abilities as well as sustainability um, you know, they're 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 pretty much made to last last extra long, save actual humans from going into these dangerous terrains, and um, you know do any mission that the government pretty much needs to be done. It's awesome, man. I love I love the look of the book too. I don't, we saw the cover on the website. Hey, there, it looks pretty pretty stellar. And I gotta thank say, you. I was pretty impressed. I was on your website and saw that each of your characters have like their own little bios. Mm-hmm. And, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like they're really fleshed out and really thought through. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. I appreciate you taking the time to even you know check that out. And that's a, a great thing to do to get in, people interested. I've, I've always, I mean, not that I'm my recognizing it doesn't mean shit, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's something I've noticed for sure. It's like when each character is fleshed out like that, you get a bio on each. Um, it's just more incentive to... You have an, a knowledge of the character before you're starting the book. You're not trying to take in a story and learn about the characters necessarily yeah. at the same time. You have time. Yeah. background kind of yeah. built in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know exactly. about them so you can just hit the ground running with whatever's exactly. happening. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, see, what I found too, though, is like, you know, for those who... Because there's been people who gotten the uh, the series, the comic series, and haven't even gotten to the website to be able to, I guess, read the bios and background behind, you know, the characters that I created. But, you know, the response that I've been getting overall um, from the stories that it just keeps you engaged in this nonstop action. And I purposely did that, you know, just to be able just to keep you just interested. And um, even you know, up to the very, very end. Um, man, it's just, I, I'm just very appreciative of just the response, you know, from, like I said, from everyone, from CBS, you know, I've been very fortunate enough to, to um, do an appearance on CBS uh, 58 in Milwaukee, um, Radio 88.9, and just other, you know, just other platforms. And it just is very humbling to see that, you know, when you have a thought and a vision and you just don't know where to lead you, but, you know, you, despite how nerve-wracking that, that may be, when you just take that first step of faith and just put it out there, you have to be fearless, especially with art, because people are the biggest critics when it comes to entertainment and art. So yeah. you have to be fearless. And so, you know, seeing 
how it all came from a thought than me just staying up all night. Like I literally wrote, I literally wrote the entire storyline in one night. I stayed up to like six in the morning, wow. walked into walked into work with uh, the tired face, looking like Droopy D from Cartoon Network. You know, looking like <laughs> <extra. laughs> But that's just how in the zone I was, and so. It, it just shows, it translates because people, it's just connected, you know, it wasn't just something that's, that was haphazard, so like, to hear that compliment about, the, like you said, it was well thought out it, it really was, you know Good, yeah yeah. it's it's apparent on the surface level that it was thought out, so it's, you know you don't have to like, dig in and before you realize it, right. if that makes sense Yeah, appreciate that, appreciate it well, you've mentioned uh, Storm Force being the first comic project available on AI Comics. Uh, do you have any yeah. uh, future plans or for future comics as of yet, or are we still? Are you just staying oh, focused yeah, on Storm Force? Uh, no, actually, I already have uh, a second comic written, and the next one that's going to be out is called Black Judah, um, Dawn of a New World. So that's already written, and. Uh, the only reason why I haven't put that into motion as of yet is because I'm actually working on the uh, uh, on developing. I'm uh, sorry, putting into uh, putting a cartoon into production right now. Um, we just actually released a um, trailer for a crowdfunding campaign to be able to raise the funds so that we can get the cartoon uh, created and animated. And that's my next, you know, big challenge, and uh, I'm very excited for that. And uh, so once uh, I pretty much got now that I got the crowdfunding campaign live on Indiegogo, uh, I'm pretty much setting my 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 look my thoughts my side of my thoughts just my vision on to getting that uh, Black Judah comic out next. And um, wow, I yeah, have, you, you yeah, have to I shoot have, us a link of that uh, Indiegogo, and we'll help you promote that. I wasn't even aware. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, uh, like I said, like, I just wanted to create a cartoon. Like, I've never done it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never done a comic book before. But you know what? This was this fuel for the fire. And I was like, yeah. it'd be really, really cool to be able to add visuals. Have you? Have y'all seen the uh, trailer yet or no? Yeah, uh, that was the one with, uh, like, the gears opening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So that, I, you know, that's essentially with that. And, um... The cool thing about the the cartoon is that I'm now able to uh, you know incorporate other artistic aspects, you know, other things that I'm working on. Like the soundtrack to that 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 trailer was uh, created by myself as well. So this this you know creating this comic has now opened up another avenue for me to use my other abilities, you know, such as music, and then you know. Uh, I also have the merchandise as well too, which a lot of people really like, and I'm pretty pretty excited about that as well. So yeah, I saw that glow in the dark hat. That was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I just want to just keep adding to the merch line. Um, I got some new sweaters and everything that I've been working on, and um, I also have some new tank tops and stuff. Since you know the summer, I still got some time for the summer, but. Like, we have really cool beach slippers and uh, some shorts up there and everything. So we try to stay trendy at the same time. And I like to make it look really, really fashionable uh, as well. So, like I said, this comic has been able, uh, has opened up an avenue for me to incorporate a lot of other art that um, I like to, to do as well. So, 
that's what I'm pretty really really excited about this next project coming up with the cartoon yeah that sounds really freaking cool and when you get that uh, underway let us know we'll get you back on the show to talk about it I, I'm excited to see it man. appreciate it appreciate it thank you thank you yeah and I'll make sure I'll get you that link in the uh tag you guys in the uh, the trailer that's already on the uh, social media platforms Instagram oh, yeah, that'd be great yeah, yeah, and I would encourage people to go to aicomics.us and uh, check out more. Is there anywhere else we should be directing people, Bernard? Um, you could also find um, you could also find sorry, find me on Twitter at aicomics uh, fans and on Instagram at aicomics. And it's the same uh, aicomics on Facebook as well. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, and you'll be able to stay updated with everything as uh, you know we post. Awesome! Yeah, get that sent my uh, way that link, and uh, we'll we'll get the rest done. We'll help get uh, your name out there, man. And thanks so much for being here once again. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, I look forward to coming back and just having more dope conversations like this man it, this this was a lot of fun for sure yeah it was and and dope it will yeah. be <laughs> jack what have we on the website go to candarepodcast.com where you can check out show highlights listen to the show follow us on all our social media see some of the videos from our youtube page buy some merch become a patron enter the contest for the priority tickets to wizard world that's coming to your town and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work send us an email on our contacts page and you can find us once again on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. You can get some visuals uh, as to what we're talking about sometimes on the show. I've been trying to be better about that. And I think I've been doing a decent job getting some visuals up there for what we're talking about. So head over there. Check it out. Give us some likes. Have some laughs while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, you like what we're doing, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod for five bucks a month. You get access to our Candair Patreon pod. We do it once a month and you guys get full control of that show so that's that's a lot of power for a few dollars yeah we just did a jurassic park episode that we did Mm -hmm. and the the month before that we did a spider-man theme both at the request of patrons so uh yeah yeah you you (laughs) you really do and uh, the the, the squid billies august 11th at midnight set your dvrs and uh, do not miss it, because what a funny little show that is. And I'm, I'm super stoked to get on that vinyl that Adult Swim sent. Again, go to our Instagram or Facebook. There is a, a little cl- video clip of this vinyl record being played. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Uh, if you guys are interested in something else we're working on, uh, check out What If. Oh, yeah, we do have our other show. I forgot to mention that. Go to nice. whatifpod.com where you can uh, check out past episodes or uh, see, watch the most, or watch, what am I talking about? Listen to the most recent episode. <laughs> uh, but on that show, we, we take a twist on reality, whether it be what if people could fly, what if the fountain youth had been discovered. What yeah. if Bigfoot big was real. <clears throat> yeah. There it is, all kinds of different things. One we're getting oh. ready to record, what if the Thanos snap actually happened? That'll be our next episode. Probably releasing here and just... Well, by the time you're hearing this, it should already be out. Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, if you uh, if that sounds interesting to you, head over to whatifpod.com or if you just search Canned Air Productions in your podcast player of choice, this show and What If should both pop up. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Bernard Henry. I appreciate y'all once again. You have an awesome night. 
We appreciate you too, man. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening. could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly walk back to the edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice. Snow job. Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job. How'd you get your name? Um. G.I. Joe. At. Fuck, I always fuck this up. In the uh, in the promo... Fuck! <laughs> At checkout, in the promo box, put... God, I'm thinking too hard about it. Uh, whatever you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever you're listening... Uh, <laughs> be more perfect like me, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, let's start better. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.